Welcome to the Best View in Town podcast with Nathan Wesley Smith and friends. I'm Justin Porter. I'm here with my friend Nathan. Nathan, how are you today? Dude, this is so fun, Justin. I can't believe that we're doing this. I'm just glad you helped me figure out how to do this, buddy. I don't know what I'm doing. So much fun. Well, I, I don't believe that. I believe you're awesome. You have so much insight, so much wisdom that God's given you, and I can't wait to unpack the conversation today. So for our first-time listeners, why is this podcast called The Best View in Town? What's the idea? Justin, people ask me that. So I write a, I write a blog every Monday called The Best View in Town, mm-hmm. and the idea really came from, um, I love the, I, the concept of, you know, you're at the beach, you're at the mountains, you're at the big house on the hill, they can see the sunrise, sunset, they've got the best view in town, right? It just kind yeah, of feels yeah. that way. But I felt like the Lord challenged me and said, you know, um, it's not just what you see, it's how you see it. Wow. And so you may have the house on the hill, actually, you may live in the alley between the buildings, mm-hmm. but you can have the best view in how you see things. It's about perspective. Wow. And so ultimately, I just want people to grab the idea that no matter if you feel like you're on the mountaintop or you're in the valley, it's not what you see, it's how you see it. And mm-hmm. ultimately, it really can be who you see. If you see the Lord working in your midst, well, then, man, you've got the best view in town. So it's about perspective. So, so good. Well, today we're going to listen to a conversation with Nathan and Chad Lale. Some of you will know him better by his stage name as WWE star Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. We're going to listen in as he talks about realizing a dream and becoming a WWE wrestler. Let's listen now. Well, so glad to be here with you, Chad. Dude, thanks for taking the time to do this, buddy. Man, my pleasure. It's Thank you for so having me. It's so cool, man. Wow. So, um... First of all, you just got your hair cut, bro, you know, and tell me about that, man. That's like a whole new thing for you, like a new scene, right? It is. So, I mean, I've had long hair, dude, since high school, other than the Marine Corps. Of yeah, that's right. I couldn't yeah. pull that one off. Right. <laughs> but I got out of the Marine Corps in 06 and, and decided I'm, I'm tired of shaving every day. Yeah, yeah. So I started growing my beard and my hair back out. And then uh, recently, you know, with WWE, um, I, I, they they come up to me and ask me if, what I thought about a look change. Yeah. We kind of went from the bad guy persona to the good guy persona. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Because, I mean, first of all, it's summertime here right. in the Carolinas. It's right. going to get hot. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> but it, it's weird for me because I don't wake up. You know, I wake up now and I don't really do anything. <laughs> I don't have to comb my beard. Right. I don't have to put my hair in a ponytail. And, um, and first thing that comes to mind is when I ask my daughter, hey, you want daddy to shave his beard? And she goes, no, I don't want to see your chin. <laughs> and I, I said, touche, touche. All right, yeah, well, we'll trim it down. But yeah, we'll, easy. Well, of course, see, now that you got shorter hair and the shorter beard, a lot of people confuse us, you know, they everywhere do. we go. They're like, Chad? They and they're like, no, it's Nathan. No, it's Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens. For those that maybe wouldn't know um, Chad Lale, right? Mm-hmm. How would they know you, and from where would they know you potentially? So Jackson Riker, Jackson from WWE, Riker. yeah, and, uh, that's my you know Twitter and Instagram handles. So yeah. Jackson Riker, WWE. Um, you know, it's just been my. I've been with WWE now four years. Amazing. Been wrestling for close to twenty. So awesome, you dude. know, man. So I've been blessed to, to live this dream that I had when I was five years old. Come on, when I first saw Hogan, Macho Man, these guys. Yeah, I was like, that's what I want to do. And my mom always laughs because she goes, "You really did say that," that and because most kids are like, "Oh, that's what I said when I was five. Right. But I did, and and she and she's always and never left me. And uh, here I am, a thirty-nine-year-old man. You know, play fighting in my underwear. <laughs> but, and having uh, fun doing it. Having dude. fun doing it, man. Oh, man. But no, it's it's so cool, man, to to just have 
just to live my dream daily. Chad, it's such a big deal. We were talking the other day, man. And so in the spring, so we're it's it's June of twenty one. We're we're sitting down doing this in the spring. You got to realize a dream that has been probably since you were a kid. Oh, yeah. And that was to do WrestleMania. So maybe just a little bit about what was that like, bro? Like, it's one thing to have a dream; it's another thing to walk into the dream. Yes, right. Man, so, what was that like? So, not only my first WrestleMania, because I was always said growing up that because we had the opportunity to go to wrestling shows here in the Carolinas and uh, WrestleManias as a kid. But I always told my dad, I don't want to go to WrestleMania. I said. If, if I'm not a part of it, I don't want to be there. If I'm not, yeah. Oh my God. And he goes, man. okay, whatever. So he oh probably thought I was crazy. But um, yeah, so anyway, this year, man, back in, uh, it was April 7th, I think, in Tampa, Florida. So it was our first time having a live crowd back. You know, we Which had. Which is two, a big deal. Big deal. Big so deal. each night was roughly 27 to 30,000 people. So um, we're standing there on the stage. Uh, and and you know just like any WrestleMania tradition, it's it's uh, America the Beautiful, yeah. the song they do every year for love it. for WrestleMania. And I'm standing there, man, on the stage, all of us, and they're singing America the Beautiful. And you just look around in the crowd, and I this is it, dude. I'm here. So I got a chance. You know, I didn't have a match. I was a part of a big cage yeah. match, kind yeah. of extravaganza. Um, <clears throat> it just one of those nights where I got back to my hotel room, and I just like I said, thank you, God. Come on. Thank you, God. Come on, dude. dude. I'm a kid from Hickory, North Carolina, man. Come on. And if I, I fair to say, if I would not have joined the Marine Corps and got out of that, I might have not ever got out of there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it was just so surreal. And I was standing on the stage that night, too, and just kind of looked up and said, Jesus, you're the best. Come on, dude. <laughs> so, dude, it was incredible. And I know it's not my last one, but if it is, or if it were, uh, I mean, dude, I did it. You did it. You yeah, did it. That's huge. Oh, Chad, it's so amazing, man. And I think, you know, it may be new for some people that are listening to know um, that it's not just a dream realized, but that you really see it as something God did for you. Absolutely. You know, and opened yes. the door for you. For sure. And so, Chad, you know, what would you say, man? I mean, you know, the podcast and, and some of the things that I write, I try to keep this in front of people, the best view in town, the idea that um, it's not what you see, it's how you see what you see, yes. you know? And so you're standing on the stage and you're like, man, the Lord, you you did this, man. You, now you put the work in. Okay, right. let's just be, let's be real. You had yeah. to put the work in, you had to do the stuff, but you recognize that God opened that door for you. Mm-hmm. Man, how cool is that? And maybe when did, when did your faith become an important part of your life? Because maybe it wasn't always that way. Right, right. So... Best view in town, definitely, that night for me was standing on that stage, you know, getting a chance to do what I love to do in front of a crowd. Yeah. And it is perspective. It is perspective. You know, because I've been, I've wrestled in front of 10 people. Sure. I've wrestled in front of 20,000 people. Wow. And, you know, even when I, I can remember early off, early on starting off, wrestling in front of 10 people, you talk about that best view in town. Dude, I would drive from Camp Lejeune to these little podunk towns. Sure. Miles and miles, I mean, hours and hours, just to wrestle in front of 10, 20, whatever people. And at that time in my life, I was the happiest person. Come on. Because I'm chasing a dream. I'm living a dream. So I can understand where the best view in town for me was 10 people, but then 20,000 people. And it's all the same when you realize, man, this is something I love and I'm getting to do it. And God's giving me the opportunity. God's giving me the opportunity. So faith for me, I mean, I was saved at 17. Okay. You know, you and I chatted about it a little bit. Yeah. And, um, I kind of steered clear from it. I mean, you not. I guess I ran from God. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> in my twenties, <laughs> in the Marine Corps, sure. I did my own thing, man. But it was always I can I can look now and, and know that God was 
speaking to me even in the midst of my stupidity yeah. and saying, Chad, I got way better things for you. Come on, dude. And, and um, lo and behold, he, he, he has. And, uh, you know, as of, I guess, three, four years ago, I really cleaned up things in my life. Wow. I really started to seek after the Lord more uh, and just trying to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit, allowing Him to guide me. And that's incredible because life is so much better now. You know, in my 20s when I was partying or doing whatever I did, sure. uh, in my mind I'm thinking, man, I got, you know, going to church all the time, reading the Bible all the time. Yeah. Like, I'm having way too much fun getting drunk <laughs> why over would here. I do that? Yeah, yeah, why would I want to do that? But now I look at it and go, why did I not do that? Wow. Why didn't I chase after God more? But you, you mentioned it earlier, it's, you know, but it's not too late because now I am. Today so is a great day. So that best view in town for me now Man. is being in God's Word. Come on. And even in the midst of an opportunity to to work for WWE and yeah. chase my dream. It's so awesome. You know, you st- I just thank God, the Lord for it every day. For my well, and, wife, my daughter, everything. Well, and God's using that platform, yeah, man, man. Right? He's giving that opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, man, you, you've been vocal about your faith and just sharing. And even on your social platforms, yes. like you're doing videos kind of basically every day or every other day or so, just posting it out there. Yeah. And then the podcast. Tell, tell me about the podcast yeah. that you've been doing lately. So Wrestle for the Faith, me and a buddy, Casey Cage. Yeah. And I mentioned to you before, too, that uh, I guess years ago we were wrestling independent shows, you know, just little small town shows. And we'd pass each other, say hello or whatnot. He was in a world of, of, of crazy sin. I Same, same, yep. man. Yep. And then here you go, like two, three months ago, I did hit the podcast, yep. Wrestle for the Faith, Yeah, um, just as a guest. And we just like, it was supposed to be like a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of Jesus. Yep. Ended up being a whole hour of Jesus. Oh, man. And so we just both felt led to kind of connect and start just uh, doing a podcast. Just, I mean, we still chat here and there about sure, some sure. wrestling, but for us, it's really just talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about what God's done for us. That's amazing. And, and just what God can do for you. And you dude, know? how perfect is it doing a podcast on wrestling when their last name is Cage? It just yeah. it just works so great, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. I love the humor of God. That's perfect. Um, oh, man. So True. what are some things now? Um, obviously, we're kind of talking about all of it, but even just work-wise, uh, you know, this last year and a half, we've all navigated so many challenges. Right. Um, personally, you know, um, and then work-wise. But now you guys are kind of starting to open back up, get some shows going, and actually have some people there. Yes. What's it been like wrestling in front of the screens and stuff? I mean, that's a whole different thing too, right? whole different world. And, you know, at first when this – COVID stuff happened last year. It was there was no screens. It was complete dead silence arena. And for you know, we've been lucky and blessed enough to uh, continue work. Yeah. But for me, it was moments because I've done some movies. Okay. So I've done you know in movies you don't have a crowd. You don't have a crowd. It's That's just right. a scene where it's cut, take, whatever. Yep. Uh, for me, I was like, all right, well, we're just filming a movie now. Got it. You, you had know, to switch mindsets. Switch mindsets. Of course, you know you would do certain things in the ring where you remember a crowd going crazy, booing you, whatever it is. Okay. But it wasn't there anymore. So there'd be like freeze moments where you're like, oh, they're not there anymore. Right. But now going, yeah, starting in July uh, 16th, okay. we go to Dallas for our SmackDown show, our Raw show. Okay. We're bringing, a, what I heard, full capacity back. Wow, so, man, dude, that's I mean, exciting. The guys and the girls are stoked. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It's, we're ready. Uh, it's like going to Disney World, yeah. man. It's like, wow, yeah. we're getting to do the thing we love with people. Yes. That's huge. Yeah, so we're excited about just hearing hearing the crowd, man. That's so cool. Giving it back. So it's so fun, man, because you, your character is kind of this edgy, has been this real kind of, you know, bad guy image, whatever. <laughs> 
And uh, it's fun, you know, people that wouldn't know you personally yeah. may not realize we go to church together and you're like, you know, leading my son's small group at times, you know. <laughs> and so it's so funny to see these characters. Yes. Um, but now your character's switching a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're kind of in the midst of that. Um, are you excited about that? Is that fun for you? I am, dude. I am. Like, we, we, you know, we've talked about using my Marine Corps background a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And just uh, it's going to be a challenge for me because most, the majority of my career has been, you know, the quote unquote bad guy. Right, right. And, um, Dude, to be able to get an opportunity to kind of be the the good guy yeah, or whatever you yeah, want to go, yeah. baby face is what they call. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the challenge. That's so I'm always cool, down man. for a challenge, man, and and it's just just the opportunity to kind of connect with the fans in a different way. Yeah, and uh, you know, just kind of change my style. Look it's a so bit, fun, dude. dude. And I still get to be like this crazy mean good good guy. Good. I guess we can say. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it'd be cool. <laughs> That's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's neat because again, that people would see you in that capacity, but maybe wouldn't know that personally, man. How much your family means to you, yes. how much your faith means to you. You're serving in your local church, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we see these characters or personalities, whether it's in WWE or or, or whatever. Um, and we can forget these real people. Yeah. Got real lives. Real lives. You know, how's your family doing, man? Everybody Great. Doing well. So, Ava, four yep. year old daughter. Yeah. Who'd be five in a couple months. Okay. And my wife, Stacy. So, just a godsend. You know, years ago, I was in a, d- a depression, and it was moments where I was praying to God, like, like I, I my just a small part of my testimony, I mean, it was, I was so depressed and beaten and broken, and I would pray to God at night, don't wake me up. Wow. Don't wake me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with all this. Done. And uh, I'm so thankful that he never answered that prayer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sometimes there, we're glad he doesn't answer our prayers, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Right. Hey, the great theologian Garth Brooks said that, you know? That, That's exactly right, <laughs> dude. But anyway, so man, like for me to look at it now and go, dude, I prayed that, that was dumb, you know, but I, I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful daughter that he's just given me. You know, it is true. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, man. Like even in your darkest pit. In your darkest pit. And they're, they're my life. Um, it's a challenge daily. We've sure. talked about being a father. That's it, man. But I just try to instill in my little girl, like, the daddy loves her. That's huge. You know, if I can do that, then she's going to grow up knowing that our father loves us even more. That's big time, man. And same for my wife, man. Absolutely. So she's good with the girls. You know, she's good with my daughter. She was made to be a mother. I always tell her that. I love that. Yeah, made to be a mother. So I'm blessed, man. Oh, man, how fun is that, bro? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What a gift. Well, you you know, dude, um, the the platform you have and the things God's doing, it's so exciting to watch. And, uh, you know, so many props to you, man, for just allowing people to be in it with you, you know, and uh, people that would get to know you. You're not the standoffish guy, man. I mean, you're like, talk to anybody about anything. I love that about you, man. And uh, now that your hair is short, beard short, you know, more people are confusing us. And that's, yeah. that's so fun. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's some people that are listening today that, you know, Chad, they, they're in the middle mile. You know, my dad told me when I was coming into, I'm 41, so yeah. you're 39, 39, right? So we're kind of right in this, this section. As I was turning 40, my dad said, he's like, you know, Nathan, you're in the middle miles of the journey. And he's like, you're too far from the starting line. You can't hear the crowd cheering you on. But you're too far from the finish line to hear the band and see the the, the tape, you yes. know. And so some days you can be just putting one foot in front of the other wondering, is anybody else still racing? Or yeah. it's like, am I just out here by myself? Right. And so when you're in that middle mile, in that middle moment, it can be easy to lose focus, lose sight. And, uh, you know, if you had quit in the journey a few years back, 
man, so much you'd miss out on, not just with your family, but with some of the dreams you've realized. There's some people that are listening right now. They don't know what to call it the middle mile, but they're in that section right now. And they're like, well, man, I've got dreams, but we're not getting anywhere. Maybe they're in front of 10 people doing their thing, whatever that is. Um, or they're dreaming about that family that they don't have. And they're, they're, at, they're praying that prayer. Hey, Lord, how about just not wake me up tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, what encouragement would you have to them today? For me, if I can look back on my journey, it's, it's you know, when you build a house, it's one stone at a time. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's the same with success. Uh, it's the same with building a family. It's the same with our faith. You know, we, we, are, we are told in, in the Bible that we have to seek God daily. We have to be in the Word daily. And for me, that was the biggest thing that I had to learn. Because in my 20s, I wanted it. Yeah, even in my early 30s, I wanted it all then, then, then. Of course. And I went through that phase where, you know, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't seek after the Lord, you know. And I, and I would forget to have my daily talk with God. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I would forget that I had people around me that cared for me and were there to lift me up. That's so that big. fellowship. That's big. You know, there's a moment where I shut my mother and my father off and friends and right. pastors and all these people right. that cared for me. And I kept myself behind closed doors and tried to do it on my own. Um, my biggest advice was would be don't be afraid to ask for advice or help. It's huge. You know what I mean? Don't. Realize that the journey is is one day at a time, you know. Um, success isn't done, built overnight, yeah. and seek God. You know, if you're listening right now and you're, you know, you're you're worrying about your relationship or your faith or whatever it is with Jesus. Yeah, I tell buddies all the time, like, because they're like, well, you know, man, I feel like it. God can't forgive me for this. Or, right, I'm too bad to do this or do that. And my biggest question for them is like, how often do you read your Bible? Hmm. Or how often do you pray to the Lord? Yeah. Just talk to Him. Talk to Him. And some of them are like, man, like once a day, once a week. Yeah. I'm like, dude, listen. The relationship is a daily. That's it, dude. Daily building. You know, we're called to build our foundation on the rock, on Jesus. You know what I mean? And for me, it was just finally realizing that it was that daily, you know, seeking after God and not giving up. Mm. And, you know, the grind. Right. I mean, you got to put in the work. You you have know, the to. Lord's not going to give you everything and you just go, all right, cool, I'm going to sit here in this chair and not do a thing about it, you right. know? Like, He wants you to work for it. Yeah. And it's just really building that that relationship with the Lord. And don't forget that people care, man, because I did. I forgot that my mom was there and my yeah. dad and just, you know, God almost gave up on it. You know, I yeah. did. I almost walked away from wrestling at one time. Wow. You know, I almost, <clears throat> like I said, I prayed, don't wake me up. You're right. Because right. I was beat up and defeated. Man. And for me, it's remembering the verse that that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. It's you know? huge. Yeah, dude, it is. Chad, do you do you find that that um, in a situation like that where you kind of start isolating, right? Yeah. And then at least I've, I know that I've done this in my life where I'm isolating myself from all of that help, all of that support, all of those people that love love me and care about mm-hmm. me. And then I say things like, "Man, I got nobody. I got nothing." Yeah. Have you ever been like, I, oh, yeah. you know, and you're like, well, oh, hold yeah. on a minute. I'm the one yeah. that has run away from everyone. And then I'm also the one saying, man, no one cares. No, And I'm like, well, I'm the one not returning their calls. I'm the one not, sure. you know, opening up. So I, I think it's just human nature, isn't it, dude, to just isolate and the enemy tries to lie to us. And then we just 
kind of it's like that ember that gets separated from the fire, yeah. And we wonder why it's starting to go out, you know? Right. And so, well, it got separated, you know. Yes. Let's get back in there. Let's get back you know? in there. Yeah. It's man. so important to have that fellowship, man. Like I mean, I experienced it. I remember me and my wife were talking when when church shut down. We were living in Florida, and it shut down yeah. last. It was right May, uh, March or so. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 20. Because I was supposed to preach to the youth that day, Indeed. and I was devastated because it was March 15th, and it was the day I had gotten saved in the year 2000. No way. And I was like, I'm going to preach to the youth. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then no, here it came. We got <laughs> shut down. And I remember just like. Throughout the summer, we were online watching it, and it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. And then when we finally got back in the church, and it was here, you know, at the refuge in Kannapolis, just a fellowship. I was weeping. Wow. You know, dude. because like I realized that at, like we have to be amongst each other and fellowship with one another because we're building each other up. So that's another thing. If you're out there and you're you're closing yourself off like I did and yeah. have, yeah, like just you, you're you got to be around. Fellow believers, friends who can lift you up, you know, it's so important because that's what's helping us out. So. Oh, Chad, it's huge, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, man, uh, before we get get, get out of here, um, you know, people that uh, would love to hear more of your story or they'd love to connect and catch some of these things, what's the best way for them to, is there a website? Is there mm-hmm. a, where can they find you? So I'm working on a website. Okay. Right now I do have a YouTube channel. Okay. So it's Chad Lail, so L-A-I-L. Okay. You can just check it out on YouTube where I do, there's some sermons on there from when I preach to some youth and stuff. Yep. And then there's some uh, little two or two minute videos I do most of the days, little devotionals. Uh, Facebook page the same, Chad Lale. Chad Lale. And then Twitter and Instagram. Don't really mess around Twitter too much. Sure. But at Jackson Riker WWE. Yeah. So we can check those all those platforms. That's out, awesome, dude. Because yeah. I want them to get a chance to hear from you what God's doing in your life. Yes. And maybe they can catch you on a show if you're gonna be coming yeah. to the area. So. Monday Night Raw, man. You can check it out on USA Network. So exciting, yeah. dude. So exciting. Stoke, man. Dude, Chad, thank you for taking time to do this. And man, thanks for who you are. You're a blessing. Man, thank you, brother. You pour into me as well. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Nathan, how cool is it to sit down with a professional wrestler? Too fun, man. Too hear fun. His story, yeah. The journey of realizing a dream, yeah. but to hear him talk about the things of God and his journey with the Lord over the last couple of years was so cool. Thank you so much. Some of the takeaways that hit me in the chest immediately yeah. is that we're listening to an expert builder. He's been building his dream since five years old, as he told his mom. Dude, that is so cool. WrestleMania, right? Who gets to do who that? Who gets to do that? Yeah. So. This is a man who's living the dream mm. and sharing some key insights. So some key insights that I heard him say, some key words were the daily grind. Daily grind. And with the daily grind, he talked about that perspective and how he said, if you're going to build a house, you know that it's going to be work every day, but it's going to take time. It's going to be a process. And I loved how transparent he was in his struggle. And I wanted it now in my early 30s. Yeah. I wanted it now in my 20s. And I think I struggle with that a lot. I think we all struggle with thoughts like this and expectations like this. But to hear an expert builder talk about what God's building being a process, that's encouraging today, right? That it is a process. So Chad's a dream builder. He's a body builder. He is a family builder. Uh, He's a marriage builder. He's a youth builder, youth worker. And he said so much that, had to do with daily consistency with a perspective, the best view in town. I think the best view in town today from this conversation would be the best view in town is a focus today, but with eyes 
on the big picture and the process. Justin, that is huge, dude. Because don't we all get bogged down in that middle mile, kind of talked about it a little bit with Chad, where you can just start to wonder if it still matters. Am I mm-hmm. getting anywhere with all of this? Mm-hmm. And my hope and encouragement today for people that are listening is one foot in front of the other still matters. Absolutely. It matters. And so you're not mm-hmm. alone. You know, maybe you haven't reached where you want to be yet, mm-hmm. but if you take a minute and get some perspective, you're not where you were. And and if you feel mm-hmm. like you're stuck and you're still where you were, well then today start taking some steps, right? So that that's the hope and encouragement for folks today. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Best View in Town podcast. We'll be back next week, every single Wednesday. So make sure you hit subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you tune into. Also check out our website, thebestviewintown.com. Weekly podcast, weekly blogs. We look forward to seeing you next week.